0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to Shades of Brown, the podcast that discusses the ever-evolving and sometimes contradicting thoughts of a Black millennial. I'm your host, Allie D, and thank you so much for being here for another episode. And if you're new to Shades of Brown, hey. This week, we have an incredible guest with us. She is Evan A, aka the professional home Girl. Okay, she is an entrepreneur with a passion for storytelling that has inspired her to create a platform where women of color don't have to look far to see themselves. She's a powerful force in podcasting. She has a podcast called the PHG Podcast, which stands for the Professional Homegirl, and she uses her voice to amplify other women. So not only will they be seen, but most importantly, heard. Welcome to Shades of Brown, Ebony. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. How are you doing?
1: All is cute. I can't complain. Oh, I How like that.
0: You? All is cute. I like that. Right. <laughs> I always
1: get people off guard with their like, cute?
0: yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I that I might take it. I be stealing folks' things, but I at least tell them first. <laughs> <laughs> my mom, girl, Ebony says, "All is cute." So all is cute, baby. All is cute. I will give you How a. Are credit. You? I'll give you a credit when I say it. I'm good. <laughs> doing well. Doing well. Thank you so much for being here. As you were saying before we started recording, we think we have like a lot of commonality. I want us to get into that in regards to family dynamics, our passions for women of color. So let's get into it. Let's um, pack it. Let's get it. What exactly is your family of origin story? You were telling me that your family isn't biological. I didn't want to make any assumptions. So tell us a little bit about your family of origin.
1: So my family is from New York, like I told you earlier. So I was born in New York, um, which I'm currently residing at. And I moved to Tennessee when I was a child. Okay, Tennessee. I love Tennessee. I miss Tennessee. Hey, my Tennessee family. I know. You know, I went back home, not to get off subject, but I went back home for homecoming. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, I just oh, missed the country.
0: Man. Tennessee
1: self. Like, it was just so much fun to see my friends and like, yeah. to be able to do things that I know I wouldn't normally do in New York, because right. obviously it's two different types of cities. So right. Shout out to Nashville! Yes, I I'm obsessed with Nashville. I miss it so much. <laughs> You've grown so much. I said Nashville did not look like this when I was here. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: When I moved there, we are so left field, but it's okay. When I moved there, <laughs> I grew up in Alabama, so I had visited Nashville a couple times, several times actually, but it was never like the it place. It's just like you know, Nashville, Music City, Country Place, whatever. But when I moved there in 2018, I was like, it's Whoa. lit. Right. It is so lit. I'm like, it's like I, Atlanta now. Yeah,
1: it's crazy. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. OK, go ahead. Continue. So I was saying that um, I grew up in Tennessee, Memphis, went to school there and went to college in Nashville. And 10 years ago, maybe now 11 or 12 years ago, I moved back to New York because my grandmother had Alzheimer's.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that.
1: That's, thank that's you, tough. Thank you. That's tough. Yes, Alzheimer's, you know, I definitely encourage everyone, especially if you have an older loved one, mm-hmm. to really get involved with that fight because it's amazing to me. Yeah. I'm in the process of trying to become like a brand ambassador and get on the junior board mm. because Alzheimer's and dementia, it can happen to any one of us. Yeah. And surprisingly there's no cure.
0: <laughs> yeah. And something that I learned recently, which is really scary, is that by the time you are aware that it's a problem. It's mm-hmm. been a problem for decades. It's too late. Yeah.
1: You know, and I noticed things with my grandmother. I'm like, oh, she just getting, oh, I ain't think nothing of it because I didn't know it was a name for it. And by the time I found out or we discovered that, oh, this is Alzheimer's, with which later transitioned to dementia, it was too late. So mm. if you've definitely seen somebody with signs of it, hop on it now because there's no slowing it down. Yeah. You know?
0: Oh, man. You know, that's heavy. Are you one of her primary caregivers?
1: Well, my grandmother is no longer here. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. She passed away, uh, it made six years on March 1st. Wow. we oh, recently just had an anniversary. Yeah. And I was one of her caretakers, which mm-hmm. I also have like a profound respect for people, especially yeah. those who are not getting paid for it, which... There's nothing wrong with that? Because I think the caretaker should get paid for it. But mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't one of those that was getting paid for because I didn't know that you can be able to be supplemented for taking care of a loved one. It's a lot of work. Wow, it's a job.
0: <laughs> and is this your um, mother's mother? Mm-hmm. Or, okay, okay. So tell us about your dynamic with her, your mother, and how that has been a bit challenging for you.
1: Well, I don't think it's um it's no longer a challenge now because I made peace with that part mm-hmm. of my story. But uh you know, I didn't have a relationship with her. I think that uh if I was going to give somebody that title as a mother, I would definitely give it to my grandmother who I care for and who mothered me. But um that relationship was non existent. I was a very physically abused child growing up. My mother was addicted to alcohol. And you know, I think that when I think about certain things, and I see all these people or all these kids in these situations that's being like physically abused, and you know, and our community people don't think nothing of it because it's like, oh, you gotta whoop down this net. Like, what's the I'm um, saying? Fetalize for the child, girl. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I think that, like, I'm happy that a lot of these cases are being brought to the surface because I think a lot of kids, especially kids in certain marginalized communities are going through a lot and aren't being either physically or emotionally or mentally abused. But, you know, people don't want to believe it because that's what you're supposed to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't have a relationship uh, with my mother or with the person who gave me birth. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with that. I made peace with a long time ago. And I think because of, That relationship, it taught me how to mother myself. Mm -hmm. It also taught me, or it also allowed me to let others mother me. Mm -hmm. And it also taught me the importance of having that type of relationship.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wow,
1: that's a lot, right? That's That's a lot. lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah. A quick note though about you know children who have those experiences and they're just dismissed, you know, or they're not heard. I just always think like. What would you do as an adult if someone was treating you that way, hitting you? Like it just wouldn't be a thing, man. Like mm-hmm. it would be, it would not be a thing. Someone hitting you or speaking to you in any kind of way, verbally abusing you. It's like, come on, like these are human beings. Needed mm-hmm. discipline, sure. Figure out your way to discipline a child. Understood. But these are little humans. Like, we can't just, like, be disrespecting them. Like, they don't matter. Like, what the freak? That That is is mind-blowing to me. Like, the, it's, like, these little powerless humans who are subjected to any type of treatment and don't have any way to get help. Because especially in our community, it's like, that ain't no abuse. That ain't
1: no... Right. Abuse. It happened to it's me, so what's the problem? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I turned off on. It's like, did you? <laughs> but, you know, I know one thing that I learned through my therapy sessions is, you know, a lot of things that happened to you in your childhood really affects your adulthood. Absolutely. Absolutely. So many things. like Girl, everything. (laughs) Who we
0: are, period. Our makeup, so much Mm -hmm. of it is a direct result or sometimes indirect result of our childhood experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Talk about that though. Talk about how that upbringing, those traumatic experiences, how that shaped
1: you. I think as I got older, I was able to see how I felt like, you know, you always say, I didn't know that things weren't normal until I got around other people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh So I think that when you see, you know, I'm a girl's girl. I love being around girls. I love being around women. Like Uh I think there's nothing better than a woman, especially Uh a black woman, right? Hello. Or a woman of color. So (laughs) Um, you know, when I used to be around my homegirls when I was younger and stuff, and I just see how their moms used to like love on them and like how their moms were so affectionate towards me and like would teach me little things or even being around my own grandmother, my Nana, and she would show me like little things like that, you know, you don't realize what you didn't have until you start realizing that, oh, I yeah. never had this with the person who i was supposed to have it with, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, but I will say with that relationship with my mother, I think it definitely taught me to separate title from person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and mm, That's good. That's good. Right. And with me saying by saying that, you know, I had to look at her as a woman and mm-hmm. not look at her as my mother. And, you know, I will always be thankful for her for bringing me into this world because, you know, we all have choices. Yeah. But, you know, as I got older and I became my own woman and, you know, just being able to experience life because life be life. And I was able to, (laughs) um, (laughs) you know, life be life and child. It does. I was able to understand why she's the reason why she's the way she is. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So I think that, you know, I don't agree with the things that she's done to me or I don't agree with my upbringing because I don't think that, you know, I met my father's side of the family because I never met my father before. Mm-hmm. And I, we were I was talking to my aunt and my aunt was like, "Yo, you really made it like you beat the odds. And she was like, you know, a lot of people would have never made it or don't mm-hmm. make it. What you did, yeah, and you know, it really just taught me to look at things from a, a woman's viewpoint and just you know, like I said, I don't agree with the things that my mother did to me, but I understand why she did some of the things, and I can only imagine you know, raising a child is not easy, especially when you thought you was going to be doing it with a partner, yeah, yeah, with, yeah, and you know, I was a love child, so I do know that my parents wanting me and I know that they loved each other so much that they created me Mm -hmm. but it also taught me the importance of forgiveness and not to forgive and be like oh I forgive you what you did but you know that the fact of to me forgiveness is letting go of what the past could have been
0: yeah 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 girl oh my goodness so I have a online community called Healing from a Mother Wound. And what you're saying is like you're touching on all the points. And I have a six-step healing process. And you've spoken on two of those uh, processes. Well, actually three. I think it's so important. And I was just speaking on this this past Friday night. Once you transform your perspective of who your mother is, and this can be for your parents in general, who your parents are. Once you begin to see them as people and not parents, things change. And -hmm. you all of a sudden have This greater capacity for compassion. I mean, they absolutely gave us all they had. And when you realize, wait, this was all you had, that makes me now sad for you. Because I know that if you had more and if you were able to give me what I needed and what I desired, Mm -hmm. you would have. You know, Um, but the fact that you didn't have it to give tells me that you also are wounded. And so so transforming your perspective, it has to happen because you can't get to a place where you forgive until you have begun to see them properly, you know, exactly. until you've begun to have the right perspective. And that forgiveness piece is so important because you didn't say the word grief, but what you're saying is like letting go of what the past could have been. That is a grief process you have to go through in order to accept what
1: your reality yeah. is. And then forgiveness, it becomes so much easier. I mean, for me, I was just tired. Like, I'm tired of this narrative of like, oh, I didn't have no mom, I didn't have no dad. It gotta to get to a point where like, you just gotta take responsibility of how you want to move forward. Yeah, I may not have had anything to do with my past, but I definitely got something to do with my future, and that's not that's my name. A
0: word you get know what I'm Yeah, so
1: it just gets to a point where it's just like, I want more for myself. Like, I know I can do it. And I was reading something the other day because I read a lot. And one of the quotes I read is like sometimes people be thinking that, oh, when I get to the end of the tunnel, there's going to be light. But it's like, no, the light is within you. Like you are the light. Like you, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you're going to get through the tunnel because of who you are and what you made of and the things yeah. that you have overcame by yourself. And I think that if it's another thing that I think that my relationship with what my, what my mom has taught me is to lean more into myself. You know, I didn't have that compass that a lot of people have. So the fact that I'm able to lean into myself and to trust in God and like to really like navigate through this world off of the things that I experience the things that I know, I think that's a blessing within itself.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a part of the journey. What you're speaking to is the reparenting of ourselves. And that's how we heal our inner child. You talk a lot about, you know, owning your story. How did you come to this place where you're like, okay, I'm going to be the owner of my story. I am no longer victim. I don't want to have this narrative. I'm sick of it. I'm tired. How did you get to that place where you took full ownership of your story and then, you know, the ability to create your
1: own future? Well, it wasn't an easy ride, child. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to start from, you know, I think my close friends and stuff always knew like my story because I'm an open book. Like I I love Mm -hmm. the key, key, right? Mm -hmm. I think that it really came to surface when my grandmother passed away six years ago and you know at that time you know mental health and therapy and all this other stuff wasn't as attractive as it is now mm-hmm. so you know I was going through a depression my hair was falling out um you know just really just going through it because I lost I lost somebody that was like yeah very yeah like very influential like I am who I am because of who this person was to me yeah yeah and, you know, I just wasn't processing it well. So I ended up finding this Black woman. She was a therapist. And we just started just doing the work. And I just felt so relieved. And I, I now I had a language and I had the vocabulary to be able to explain the things I was going through. And I was just, like, so excited. So mm-hmm. I wanted to create a platform where... Um, you know, women, especially black women can come on the show or just come speak with me and just share these gems. Because I feel like a lot of times a lot of things could be avoided if if somebody would have put us on. Yes. You know, (laughs) and I love Jay-Z. It's like one of my favorite rappers. And one of my favorite lyrics from him is Hove did that, so you don't have to go through that. Mm. And I'm just like, wow, like I wish girls would like have that same mentality because a lot of things can be so easily avoided. Well, a lot of things that we had to endure if my sister would have put me on, put me onto it. And so I created the platform and you know, at first it was a blog. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people don't know how to read. So I was like, I need to think of something else where it can be quick. Maybe in New York and something that's like accessible. You can use in your everyday um, lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I create the podcast, the PhD podcast. And, you know, it's a place where women can see themselves. And, you know, I wanted to be anonymous for my guests because I feel like, you know, we are a judgment type people. Yeah. And... You know, I think that when people can hear the story without putting a face to it, once you get to the end of each story, it makes you want to know more about that person. Because now you're like, oh, my God, this person can really do all this stuff. And it encouraged me to like to stop complaining and to see it through. Yeah. So all of your guests are anonymous. Mm -hmm. Everybody's anonymous. Wow. That's so cool. So obviously, like, you know, because I have interviewed a couple of um well-known people Mm -hmm. and if you do your research then you would be able to be like okay this is definitely Mm -hmm. so-and-so so-and-so but I would never tell because my guests do have to sign um, an NDA Mm -hmm. and we have to sign an agreement because I would you know that's part of the show yeah yeah but you know when these women was telling their stories and stuff I'm just like yo like because my listeners never knew my story and I also think when people see you people think that oh she's pretty she's this she's that she ain't got worried about nothing's net And I'm just like, no, like I want to be the face for people to show them like, you know, anything is possible. Like, I know that certain things are hard to overcome, but you will get through it. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm the poster child for that.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that so much, man. That's incredible. So how would you encourage someone else then? You know, someone else who's had the majority of us have had some challenging Mm -hmm. childhood experiences, maybe theirs was not physical abuse, maybe it was emotional neglect, maybe it was verbal abuse or something else. And not just childhood trauma, maybe just
1: Just life life
0: pain, right? How would you encourage someone else to shift from a place of blame, a place of victimhood to ownership?
1: I think for one, allowing yourself grace. Like I think a lot of times when people, you know, oh, you made a bad decision. But sometimes that bad decision is the only decision. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I also feel like, you know, I did a lot of things that the current me doesn't agree with, but the current me is also saying to the old me, girl, I get it because you was in survivor mode.
0: That's so good because we do that. We get into a place where we begin to heal, begin to overcome, begin to evolve and then we begin to judge the former versions
1: of ourselves. And that's that's just not cool. Yeah. Girl, I be talking to myself and I'm like, girl, you're a good one. Because I don't know how you did it because I couldn't do it. Yeah. Not in this mind state. So yeah. I think that people have to give yourself grace like, and forgive yourself. like, You know, being in, in this thing called life and, you know, not having the support that you may need at that moment. That's hard. Yeah. And that's a lot and surviving on your own and trying to figure things out, especially with everything that's going on in this world that's outside of our control, it's not easy. So I think for me also when I do my when I do my podcast, you know, it literally just gives me a reason to be like, you know what? It, it opens your eyes up to certain things because you be thinking like, you be going through things, but it's people going through way worse Yeah, and got a positive attitude about things. Yeah. So who am I to be complaining about certain things when this yeah. person is like making things happen by the skin of their teeth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think that also by giving yourself grace, also just forgiving yourself. Like mm-hmm. once you get past the grace and the forgiveness, the last thing you have to do is just move forward. And hold yourself accountable. Like, yo, I know I'm going to do this by this date. I'm going to keep it going. Once I get this done, I'm going to keep it going to the next date. Like, that's all you can do is just take it one step at a time.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. Thank you. And I appreciate you for giving the practical ways too, because sometimes we get so caught up in these, in the big picture of all of this stuff that we don't, that we don't realize like, okay, yeah, but what does that look like on Monday? (laughs) You know, like, what does that look like? Tuesday afternoon when I'm frustrated so I really appreciate that like giving yourself grace and understanding that at any given moment we're all doing the very best we can yeah and that best may suck you know but you will get to a place where you where you're actually proud of your best
1: right and I also think that people gotta stop doing because I think a lot of times people compare themselves to other people or compare themselves to themselves or whatever the case may be and you know comparison is the thief of um it's devil's work. Comparison's a thief of joy. Yes. So, yes. I think that you can't compare your day one to somebody day 100. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. They, no, seriously, because like I used to do this a lot because I know I'm smart. I know I'm talented. You know, I know I have what it takes to get to the next level. But, you know, sometimes it's a little bit slower than others because I'm the only person that's doing this when it comes to working for my dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, like um, other people who have like teams, they got parents, all this other stuff. And, you know, I think that, you know, people gotta just like, stop being so hard on yourself. Like, it's not that serious.
0: You know, I forgot who said this and where I saw it. I feel like I saw it somewhere on Facebook, but I think it was my friend, Jared. He was a, a guest on season two, I think, called Ship. He posted something that said something like, if being hard on ourselves worked, it would have worked by now. Like, it doesn't work. <laughs> It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Like there's nothing wrong with being gentle towards yourself. Like there's all this tough love, all this like self-criticism. If it worked, if that would push us into the place of our destinies, push us to the place where we want to be, we would be there, (laughs) but we're not,
1: right? So like relax. Not sleeping. Like I go to sleep. Hello. I I get stuff done and I still go to sleep. Like I think that the things that we thought is needed like you said it's not working it didn't work so let's try something different let's shift out of that yeah (laughs) those habits and let's create new ones because you're driving yourself crazy yes yes
0: yeah and we only have one life to live and I would hope that at the end of it we get to look back and say you know what I'm proud of me I Mm -hmm. loved me I was kind to me I gave to me like I would I hope I hope that for all of us because like you said life be life and breath
1: yes and I definitely agree with you on that one I think for me I only do things that make the little me proud oh that one touched me yeah that touched me too yeah (laughs) (laughs) no but seriously like we have to honor that younger person inside of us like for me I wasn't protected Mm -hmm. so now I'm doing everything in my power to make sure that I'll always protect the younger me. Yeah. Will always honor and do things that I know that would make her proud.
0: Yeah. Mm. That's the work y'all. That, that is the healing work. That's, that's how you repair. getting emotional. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Jesus. Ooh. But yeah, that, that's beautiful. Okay. Let's get out of mushy mode. <laughs> <All right. laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about um, the professional home girl. Yes. The the PhG podcast. Who is the professional homegirl?
1: You know. It's not who she is. I think it's more so what she is because mm-hmm. my goal for the professional homegirl is I'm going to show that there's a professional homegirl in all of us. So no matter where she's from, what she may look like, if you know that you've been through some things and you overcame it and you didn't see through things through and you making things happen and you're following your dreams and you're just honoring that young girl inside of you and you know, you're know making the impossible possible, mm-hmm. that's a professional homegirl.
0: I love that. Right, me too. <laughs> I really, really love that. So I don't know a ton about your like uh corporate career, but what about your career experiences led you to like creating this? Like, okay, we need a space for us.
1: So there's two things. So when it comes to my uh me working my nine to five child, you know, I always knew when I was a young girl that I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Like wow, knew, oh yeah, I knew from a very young age, like I can't pinpoint what it what it was but like I just always had this fascination of what ownership and wow. business really let me tell you I did not
0: choose this life this life chose me okay <laughs> I was not I was like I'm okay with climbing the corporate ladder like that was my plan to just climb the corporate ladder until I got to the top But here I am doing something else. So that's really,
1: really dope that you knew as a child. That's incredible. Yeah. And you know what's so funny? I think that a lot of times we stray away from things that we're supposed to do. And I think that I'm starting to go back to those things that I know I always knew I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. I love to color as a kid and now I have a coloring book. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So I think that when you really start doing the work or like when you really start becoming more aware of who you are and where you come from, I think those things start to come back up and you'd be like, I do used to like doing that. Like, cause that's what life is about. Like for me, life is about having fun and like doing things that make me happy. And granted, I mean, I would love to. I am going to be rich and I want to be very successful, but I want to do that with doing the things that I love to do, which is also with the podcast. I love talking to women. I love being around women. I love going out with my girlfriends, us looking cute and stuff. And like, you know, we're just kinking and gossiping. So I think that (laughs) (laughs) with the podcast, it's just like, wow. Like, I didn't know that that was called storytelling. I thought it was just calling kinking with your homegirls. Yeah. So... But with my career, I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but obviously I needed the experiences. So with the jobs that I recently had and the job I have now has all been founded by entrepreneurs. So I was able to learn different ways or learn different um, forms of businesses through my career whatever. And so I think that I take those things from my career and I put it towards my my career, my entrepreneurship, my business. I love that. And then also, thank you. And then, you know, um, as you get older, you know, all these like um, like I'm I love organizations. Like I love anything that's for the community. And, you know, when you look at all these women organizations like girl boss or like um things are similar to that, you know, you don't really see us there. And you may see us on it or you may see us on it when it comes to marketing and stuff, but like to be able to really go to these um, events and stuff, you don't really see people that look like you there. And that's what I want PHG to be. like. PHG will be a household name, and it will be a place. With direct- talk that talk. <laughs> yeah. You see about my bag, right? <laughs> yes. I love Netflix it. Because since- <laughs> I was about to go in it. <laughs> go, go. <laughs> but no, seriously, like, you know, I think that we gotta stop going to places where we are tolerated. You get what I'm saying? And Hello. I think that Ph PhD is gonna be a household name. Like it's gonna be in all aspects of business and it will get to a point where, you know, other people are gonna be like, Well, I don't see myself in it. Yeah, because we need our own spaces. And granted, it's gonna be um inclusive, but I want women like me that look like me, especially young girls, to be like, wow. Like, especially knowing my story. Yes. be like, turn your pain into power. Turn your pain yes. into purpose. Yes. Turn your pain into some paper. You know what I'm saying? You preach it. But it's true. Like, And I feel like I know PhD, that it, it, it's going to be it. I know it is. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I really believe that our painful experiences, talk about, you know, turning it into paper. Turning into purpose. I believe that our pain is an answer for someone else, right? And whatever you can do to solve a problem, the paper will follow, you know? So it's like, if I'm going to go through this, at least let me get something beautiful out of it and let someone else get something beautiful out of it. Like, let it be useful for God's sake. (laughs) Like, I don't want to just be going through pain just for the sake of it. Like, let it be beneficial. Um, So I love that. Turn your pain into, which, which would you say? Turn your pain into power, power, purpose, purpose and, and paper.
1: paper. <laughs> <laughs> I also think that, um, you know, when you're vulnerable, that transfer into like um, transparency, which later goes into community. And when I started talking more about issues and like things that I endure as a child from my relationship with my mom you don't really hear a lot of women especially women of color talking about mommy issues yeah so when I and I even listened to your episode about that too and you know I reason when that episode dropped I received so many emails from women saying wow like nobody ever talks about this because you would think that the only issue that women have from their parents is dad issues yep but it goes so much deeper when it comes to, from a woman yep. that gave birth to you. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we don't like to talk about it, but it's so real. And a lot of people
1: are suffering from it. Silently. Don't even know it. Yes. Unaware. They don't even know it. And I can spot it. Girl, <laughs> I have to stop
0: myself because I can hear it so clear. Mm-hmm. Even and sometimes the men I talk to, I'll be like, ooh. Ooh. Okay. You got, <laughs> you're like, well, you got mommy issues. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's real. It's real. Um, but it can no longer hinder us. Like wholeness is available. Freedom is available. Healing is available. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely love these conversations. Thank you so much for sharing about your journey, for being vulnerable with us and transparent with us and helping us. And thank you for sharing about, um, what, the professional homegirl is. So y'all listening, please check out her podcast. Um, let's get into our next segment, which is Brownie Points. Okay. Brownie Points is the segment we have to give ourselves the space to celebrate ourselves. As we were talking about earlier, we can be, you know, our worst critic. We can be so critical and hard on ourselves. And, you know, it's always something that we haven't done right. Always something that we missed or forgot or didn't do, didn't say but there is something you've done very, very well this week. And I want this moment to be a moment you have to give yourself credit for it. So, Ebene, what are you giving yourself brownie points for this week?
1: Um, This week, this week. Well, honestly, I'm giving myself brownie points to rest because your girl is tired. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot going on, and I think, you know, I am so thankful for PHG, but I think PHG is now going through puberty, so she needs a lot from me, and she is wearing me out, y'all. <laughs> I am tired, so I am giving myself brownie points to, to know when it comes to knowing my body and to, like, just rest and get some sleep after having a glass of wine, and just starting all over again the next day because wear so me out. <laughs> I
0: love that so much. Black women.
1: This is for everybody, but
0: specifically for my black women. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> go to sleep. Take a nap. Go to bed. Night. And I'm talking to me, myself, and I yes but go to sleep get some rest and sometimes resting like I have a friend who loves to cook and she and for her resting is like cooking you know I was watching her story last night on Instagram and it was like 11 o'clock at night she was frying chicken and I'm like girl but for her that she's a chef like that's what she does she's always trying the recipes like whatever rest is for you do Mm -hmm. that if you want to binge watch Netflix all day long do Mm -hmm. that like whatever rest is for you do it. Dude, really? I promise you there is no reward for her overworking.
1: It, there's not. I know outside it's about to be open real soon, if it's not for most people. Oh, girl, I'm in Alabama. It ain't never closed. Oh, yeah. You know them red, <laughs> them red states, baby. <laughs> right. Girl, I'm like, I'm like open soon? What you talking about, girl? That's <laughs> we, another kind of subject. Right. right. <laughs> but um, I know that I have a lot of things and a lot of work coming up. So if I can try to get my sleep on now. Then yeah. you do it because it's a lot to be accomplished a lot to be done yeah a lot of goals I want to hit this year so I wonderful need all the-
0: and there's space know. for that it's space for this and that there is space for mm-hmm. productivity and rest to yep. grind and to go to sleep okay yes I never ever subscribed to that team no sleep uh-uh, that oh, yeah. I, that was not my movement I was like oh no 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 that was not
1: ministry, but- <laughs>
0: that's not my <laughs> ministry that's not my ministry OK, I am giving myself brownie points for um, having my first public speaking engagement regarding healing from a mother wound. So, of course, I've done like my own event for it and I've done I've talked about this a ton on digital platforms so on my podcast on in my healing community in other folks podcasts, and things like that. But I have never spoken publicly in front of people, in front of real human beings. I've never thank done that. Um, thank you. So that was a bit nerve wracking. And it was especially nerve wracking because it was in a familiar group of people, a group of people. Half the folks in that room have known me, they had known me like my entire life, you know? So that's the hardest, especially this particular topic, because I'm talking about things that a lot of people don't even believe I had this experience. A lot of folks mm-hmm. still think I'm lying. So it's like to speak to them and for them to be receptive, like it was really, really, really awesome. So I'm giving myself burning points for that. And I didn't like stutter too bad or like,
1: you know, it was okay. It was okay. It was cool. <laughs> no, I think that the more you do it, the more comfortable you're going to be. But I think the work that you're doing is so necessary. Even when I was listening to your episode and you were talking about like um how like your mom can gaslight you or your, your siblings. And I'm like, wow. Like, like, I think that even at this point, like a lot of people don't have the language to describe the things that they've been going through. So even if you are nervous, just keep pushing through because you are definitely helping somebody out there. For
0: thank sure. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I really, really do. Um, but yeah, it's like, Hey, I'm out here now. I'm asking the gas, like Who, Mm -hmm. like whoever, I'll help whoever. I want to see our families whole. I want to see our families free. So, if that means I've got to do some uncomfortable stuff, then oh, oh well, like I'm with it. So, that's my brownie points. Whatever yours is, take a note, write it down, put it in a memo, post it on Facebook, Twitter, whatever, whatever you want to do. Just take this moment for yourself. All right, Ebene, please tell us where we can find you, how we can support you and help um, push your platform forward.
1: Yes, so my website is the phgpodcast.com. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at the Professional Home Girl and at the PhG Podcast. If you got a little extra coins and you would love to support us because we are trying to take these stories globally. So definitely make sure to support us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash the PHG Podcast. If you got a little extra set of coins if you'd like to support us on a reoccurring basis you can definitely um go to patreon.com forward slash the phg podcast and one more thing um i had recently just came out with a coloring book and it's interactive and it's super cool and we are now in seven bookstores which i'm super proud of wow yeah that's why i'm tired <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is incredible
1: thank you so um, you can either purchase the coloring book at um on my website at the com, or it may be at a near uh, bookstore near you. So your coloring book.
0: Yes, that is so dope. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Oh, that is so dope. I just got an idea. I'm gonna definitely tell you, I have a, a friend that has a nonprofit for young girls of color. And I'm like, oh, oh that, yes, please. I've got to like connect y'all. This is wonderful.
1: I have a workshop and you know. Just going back to the whole coloring, because I love to read. And my grandma was like an avid reader. Like yeah. I read a, a different book every week. Oh like wow. this, yeah. So I have a lot of books. And you know, just going back to coloring books and when I was doing my research on it, I'm like, wow, like I don't really see a lot of coloring books that like that look like us. Like Yeah. From, like, they so boring, and so <laughs> it's like, how many geometric shapes can you color in? Huh? How many different hairstyles can you color? Like, no shade, no teeth, that's kind of like boring. But, um, so I'm really excited about the work with the um, the color books that I'm doing. And the one thing that stands out about my coloring book is um, every page has a QR code, so when you scan the QR code, it takes you to the story of the page that you're coloring.
0: Wow. Know, that is right? So creative. Thank oh,
1: you. I love that. And it, and it goes into like who you are as a storyteller. Oh, I just love that. That's so yeah. cool. Oh, no, it's so cool. Like I'm very proud of myself. So I'm working on the second coloring book and I'm just like, Oh, I'm about to really push it. Cause if I know people wanted to cut all this time, I would have been did this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. All right, y'all please go support. Go follow, go subscribe, do all the things. Well, thank you so much, Ebene. This was incredible. We really do have so much in common. I swear, like, I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm listening to myself talk. This is crazy. Um, So thank you again.
1: Um, Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your platform. Thank you for the amazing questions. I told you this before, but I want to definitely tell you um, in front of your audience that I was very impressed with your questions because a lot of times when people ask to speak to me, they don't really get to know more about me, but more about what I do. So I really appreciate that because it speaks to who you are. Absolutely. As a storyteller. And I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for that. Thank you. Oh, I needed that love. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, y'all. I want to leave you with this. I hope that you be well, love well, and be loved well. You deserve that.
1: Yes. Till next episode. Bye. Bye, everyone.